Okay. Uh, are we all ready? Yep. Okay. And I always ask, but do you want an intro or? <laughs> you got it, man. One of these you, days. You I'll... lead us off. Yes. One of these days, I promise. Hey guys, welcome to the Command Edit Podcast once again, and thank you for plugging us into your ears, pressing play, hitting subscribe, all that good stuff. We really appreciate that you're listening to us, because otherwise, we'd just be talking to ourselves. And that's kind of sad. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of are just talking to ourselves at the moment. <laughs> but eventually, this will open up. This, you know, It officially becomes a podcast when people start downloading and listening to it and so that's right and, and our voices can be heard at all times of the day wherever somebody is at that's very convenient for you listener you get us you know whenever you like we're basically on call for you in the form of this podcast it, it is josh and nick on demand yeah that's a kind of a nice way to put it man we gotta start charging for this <laughs> Cool. So we, uh, we've got a couple things we're talking about today. A uh, couple segments that uh, we'd like to call, first of all, managing relationships and personal time with the job and uh, knowing when to say no to a client and a case uh, for when uh, when you've had to say no, or uh, particularly when Josh has had to say no. And when no means no. <laughs> but first, uh, shameless plug time. So a chance for us to talk about what we're working on lately, just to get a shameless plug in quickly. Uh, Josh, what do you got on the go? Sure. Um, if you guys don't know, I don't know if I've mentioned this. I have a beer blog uh, that is shortonbeer.wordpress.com. And I used to be very, very up, uh, up to date, you know, blogging every week or every other week and, and the past few months I've gotten really out of it but uh, I just started blogging again I had a new post come out this week and I kind of made a commitment that I'm not going to drink a beer during a week until I have a post written for the site again so uh, that's what I have going on for myself what do uh, when, like, when you write about it like what are you specifically writing about it oh well uh, th this site is it's really about me and my 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 journey through the world of craft beer uh it, it is very whimsical i would say um just talking about memories of, of drinking beers or 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 new things that have happened to me um i have actually I, i've made a a good group of beer friends that all have different beer blogs um from the area around me and we all get together and meet up and I talk about those experiences and and all that stuff. So what uh, what what is new with you, Nick? What is new with me? Um, well, some projects are getting wrapped up. It's that kind of seasonal time of year where uh, you know spring is just officially kind of kicked off weather-wise, and I think that's when filmmakers in this region of mine here in southwestern Ontario, it is, uh, they start to get the idea in their heads about productions to do in the next few months. So I've been talking with a few different possible, uh, you know, possible employers, directors for their particular jobs, uh, and uh, met with a client today. I'm not, I can't say who it was or what the project is, but we both were very excited about it. Uh, I've worked with them before, but we had a good uh, opportunity to sit down and talk about the potential shots that he wants in his production and oh my god is that always a great conversation to have because uh, we were talking about some fun shots i'm going to actually be able to do where uh it's a there's a pov section of the of the movie where uh you know a person with a camera in front of their face is going to be uh, walking in front of a mirror and seeing the reflection and i've kind of done this effect for them in a smaller scale before with them but we were we sat down, we we're trying to talk a little bit more about how to make it more complicated and fun. So, yeah, can't name the project yet. Soon, though, as soon as something is signed. Cool, man. That sounds good. Uh, cool. So let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about managing relationships and personal time with the job, both freelancing and also, you know, full-time uh, contract positions. Um, this is something I've, I was actually really keen on talking about because 
there have been a bunch of hard lessons for myself in the past few years uh, about how to keep uh, keep the job from overwhelming you and taking over your life. It often feels like whenever I sit down with a friend, um, you know, and they ask what's new, or you know, when my parents get me on the phone and ask what what's new, what you've been up to, my straight up answer is, eh, working. That's it. Nothing much else. Um, you know, I do have a life in there somewhere. But uh, the majority of my life is spent working. And so the past couple of years, I've been working to uh, balance time appropriately so that I'm not burning out and that I'm also, uh, you know, staying connected with uh, my family and friends and, uh, you know, leaving room in there for a possible relationship as well. So um, I could go into some tips, but actually I wanted to ask you, Josh, but I want to get your perspective on this because for me, you know, as a freelancer, that's, uh, I think, you know, freelancing or, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, you're more at risk of it dominating your life because you, you know, often feel like you have to constantly be on call. You're fighting for the next job constantly. So you're always on and rather than with a job that, uh, uh, you know, you, you know, clock in, clock out and you have the potential to leave it at that and go home and that, you know, at home, you don't bring your work home with you, but some people do end up doing that. Uh, how do you feel, uh, your life, your life is balanced with work? Well, I, I do think I have a couple asterisks next to my name when, when you consider me a, a full-time contract, uh, position type editor, because I do work at a startup. And working at startups, I mean, there, there are weeks where it's going to be 60, 70 hours and I'm editing at midnight, even though I started working at six in the morning. Um, that's just kind of how it is. Um, and also asterisk number two is when I do have, the, you know, the normal weeks. Actually, this week was a pretty normal week, which is nice. Um, um, I do have that entre entrepreneurial side of me. Uh you know, we're doing this podcast. I have a couple of websites and um, I have a YouTube channel and all these other, other things. Um, so, yeah, it is really hard to maintain that relationship uh, with your, your wife. I am married um, and, and your friends. Um, I, I am 28. So um, all pretty much all of my friends now have uh, the, the normal nine to five jobs. Um, but uh, I, I do know, you know, the past few years, you know, getting all of my friends into that stage of life, it was rough because I've been waking up at, at five in the morning and going to work since, uh, you know, before I graduated college. And, uh, you know, that, that, that is rough trying to keep everybody happy. And uh, you do have to say no a lot of the times, but that just kind of comes with the territory. And you you have to know that when you do say no to going to see your friends, that the work that you're doing instead has to be worth it. Do you find that a lot of your friends and family and people who know you, you know, understand your job and the work that you do? And uh, uh, well, and also your, you know, your immediate family, your wife, like, do they, are they pretty reasonable with the demands of your work? Uh, I would, I would, I would say so. Um, luckily for me, that uh, a lot of my non nine to five work is very public. So uh, my friends, you know, they all follow me on Twitter. You know, they see me. I come out with a new post and a new video and all this stuff, and, and now a new episode of Command Edit every week. So I mean, they all know that I'm busy, that I'm doing things, and I'm not just blowing them off to watch, you know, Walking Dead, um, even though I probably would do that. Um, <laughs> just because the show is fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, they get it. Cool. Have you ever... Uh, I'll, I'll comment as well, just because I, otherwise I'll just keep asking you questions and we'll, you know, you'll, uh, we'll put you under the, under, the, under the hot light and get to know all about you and uh, your personal life. Um, I, uh, starting out uh, 10 years ago or so uh, into, into filmmaking, um, I had some friendships that... Uh, didn't fully understand, uh, you know, what it is like to be, you know, going this route with uh, becoming a film editor and, um, you know, not going to school and having a full-time job afterwards, but just trying to be full-on entrepreneur with it. Um, and also, uh, at the time, I, I there was a gross imbalance 
uh, up until about three or four years ago in my life, where about 95% of my day was work. And uh, actually, even up until as as early as two years ago, uh, I, I continue to still have this problem, but I'm working to get better at it. I would actually get anxious if I wasn't at my desk, if I wasn't doing something that was work-related. And... For instance, uh, you know, the family calls me up and says, we're going on vacation, we're going to go up to the cottage for two weeks. Immediately, like, even even just saying that still, my body goes like, oh my god, two weeks away from the desk, like, what will I do? I'll go broke, I'll come back, and my, you know, my company will be in shambles, and, you know, no, I won't have any work, you know, when I get back, and I'll be kicked out of my apartment because I won't be able to make rent, and ah, that, that was the thought process in my head. Um, and uh, so often I would back out of things i would say no to to trips or spending time with people and got to be pretty lonely the only people that i would really socialize with were people that i worked with um so and i think that's a that's something that a lot of people slip into when they're very passionate with their work and uh they you know are driven to succeed but uh, when you don't have that you know uh when you don't have personal rules in place to keep that balance from slipping out of whack then bad things can happen it's not a good setup for you it actually is detrimental to you ultimately in the end for both your personal life and your work so uh, i came up with a couple tips uh, things that i do that i le- i've learned over the past uh, few years that i'm still trying to put into place for myself um to uh, to help keep that balance there uh, to train myself to you know still stay human <laughs> I'll put it. So I uh, thought we could you know, list them off and talk about them. Uh, the first one is setting boundaries at work. Uh, at work and at home, actually. After you mentioned that, I'll, I'll mention that as well. So being able to separate work from home and setting those boundaries properly. So things like when you do take on a job, uh, being able to communicate, but also rem- you know, remind yourself of the amount of time that you've committed to the project. Um, and making sure again that you know the client understands that, but us also that you understand that, so that you put in the time that you've devoted to it, and then you, okay, the time has been spent. I said I would work eight hours on this. Now you can walk away and go do something else. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm really bad at that. Um, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I commit to a project. Yeah, it's going to take me eighty hours, um, and I got a couple months to do it. Um, I'm like, cool. All right. I know, I know how much time 80 hours is and, and I say it and I know it and I can write it down. I can put it in my calendar and then I just push it just a little bit more then a little bit more until, until I have a week and a half and I got to fit in 80 hours of work. I'm like, all right, Josh, let's get going. Let's get going. So that that is something I desperately need to work on, and I know all the hacks and the tricks, and I talk about it, I write about it, and uh, one day, one day I'm gonna get it down, but I, I am still working on it. Is it like you're pushing to get the job done faster, or uh, like why why is it that you have trouble no. with that? Uh, no, I, I just uh, I put it off. I just think, oh, I I have all this time, so. Oh, why don't I wait and, and start a podcast or start another website? You know, even though I've already committed to this other job. Oh, you're talking about uh, like getting, you know, actually getting down to the work and not putting it off, but doing it right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There is that problem. Yeah. And I do tend to do that as well, which if it's not one problem, it's the other though. Cause like if it's, if it's not putting it off and then saying, Oh, I've got, I've got time to do this. I can start this later or I can just do this like an hour at a time. It's the opposite where, uh, uh, you know, just recently a client, uh, brought me on last minute job, needed it done in their minds quick, which was five days in my mind. Quick was psh, like, uh, they, they told me what they needed. And I said, uh, I could do this in three. And so then for me, it was a, I'm going to do this right away and knock the, I want to really impress them. I want to knock this out of the park. So I'm going to get, I'm, I'm going to do the Scotty factor, which is, you know, they're expecting it in five days. I'll do it in three and knock their socks off. But, uh, you know, then it turns into, uh, uh, oh, I could, I could spread this out over three or four or five days and that's reasonable. And that's what we agreed on with the, you know, with the client and myself, 
or I could power it through and you know work 30 straight hours, get it done, and then boom, like impress the hell out of him and move on. And uh, yeah, that hurts sometimes. <laughs> um, another big well, another big problem with time boundaries for me though comes with forcing myself to go to sleep. Do you have a time where it's like, well, it's such and such time, I go to bed now? Um, yes. Um, um, to, uh, besides our late night recordings, uh, generally, about 90% of the time, uh, I'm in bed, phone off at 10 o'clock p.m. Yeah, so um, it is my alarm clock, but but I do put it way, way on the other side of the, uh, of the nightstand. Uh, but 10 o'clock lights out, um, at least for me. Um, and, uh, I will, I have my little book light and I will read a very boring history book until I fall asleep. See, I like that. And I admire people who do do that as well, but, uh, I'm not nearly as bad as I used to be many years ago. Uh, I was known as the, you know, one of the night owls who would work straight till sunup and it was not uncommon to work straight throughout the night. With many of my colleagues, we would all all do this, and we thought, you know, we were, you know, this is the rock star life, uh, but we enjoyed it. We would work until six or seven in the morning, walk down the street, grab breakfast, and then go home and go to sleep and sleep during the day. And wow. people got we earned the reputation of night owls, where don't even try to email them or call them during the day because they're, you know, uh, they're not up before noon, uh, but they will respond to you if you you know, email them at three in the morning, that sort of thing. And it, man, that tax, you know, it was good at the time. I don't regret that lifestyle, but man, was it taxing and man, I can't do it any, yeah, you, anymore. You, you, you can do that in, in your early twenties, I'd say early to mid twenties. <laughs> but then after that, I mean, it, it changes. You can't stay up late. Like, I'm not getting I mean, old, for Josh. me, no, I mean, for, for me after about 11 o'clock, I mean, I can't do work. Uh, I, I can't from eleven to to four thirty in the morning. I'm just not capable of doing work. That that is that is rest time for me and my body. Um, yeah, I still catch myself. It's not. It's very common for me to work until two in the morning. Still, that's about two is about the cutoff where I force myself. Whatever state I'm you know, I'm in, whatever state the work is in. You shut down the computer and go to bed because then you can still get a good night's rest, wake up reasonably early and tackle the day. I hate waking up late. That's that's the other thing. It's a bad combination of staying up late and working, but I hate waking up late. So basically it means sleeping three hours each day. And uh, eventually you're, you know, after a few days of that, you're not as functioning as you should be. So it's about like marking that time in my head of, of, 12 would be great. Midnight, 2 a.m. is the absolute drop-off. Like, nope, going to bed and forcing yourself to do that. Because otherwise, every once in a while, I still catch myself like, eh, what? I, I've still got energy. Like, I'll, whatever, I'll work a little bit more, put another hour or two, and then eventually, that's, you know, on some days, it gets to be like 4 or 5 in the morning. And like, oh, God, I've like, you know. Now I'm gonna wake up groggy, and my body's gonna be out of sync, and now tomorrow's gonna to suck for productivity. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, it, it's a vicious. It's a vicious cycle. It is. It's also my favorite '80s pop band. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, that was <laughs> that was point one. I guess I should be going through these points a little bit quicker, uh, which kind of trickled into my second point though, was which was managing your time uh, properly. And but uh, to go into more depth with that point, it's by uh, identifying the jobs that you don't have to do yourself and outsourcing them to someone else, which is a, it's a big problem for me. And I'm wondering if you do that as, you know, in your job uh, or with your, your after hours jobs as well, where uh, you identify things where like, you know, you could be doing this, but you could easily give this to someone else to do and free up your time. Yeah. So uh, a, a little uh, inside information for the listeners. Uh, Nick does all of the back end for the podcast. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I I told him when we were getting started, you know, if we're going to do this, I don't want to do anything related to iTunes or XML sheets or, or Libsyn or any of that stuff because, but I don't know what to do it. 
I don't really have the time to learn how to do it. Um, what did I say? So yes, I I, I outsourced uh, uh, making a podcast to to, <laughs> my, to my co-host. Damn it! Ah, you tricky bastard. Okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but you, you yeah. knew that going into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I and you did that. That's that's a problem that uh, that I had though, because you you uh, you said uh, you know if we go into this, by the way, these are things that you're gonna have to do, and don't don't sell yourself short. You contribute a lot so far to this, like ideal wise and with the slogan, with the title. Like, you yeah, you contribute a lot, dude. Uh, it's the, the back end stuff is easy, easy stuff. Um, but well, uh, yeah, th- what, thank what, you. Thank you, and thank you for doing that back-end stuff. Uh, as far as the video world goes, uh, I got an assistant editor slash assistant videographer last May, so that's been almost a year, um, and she's fantastic. Um, but it was rough at the beginning, um, learning what I can give her, what I can trust her with. Um, I mean, by now, I mean we're a year in, and I trust her with everything. Um, so like today we, I had a shoot, uh, it was me and her and, um, our, our, our actor, um, doing some, you know, healthcare exercise videos, pretty simple stuff. Um, and you know, I set up the camera and she's just hanging out there, uh, with the laptop taking notes and I'm just thinking, why am I doing this? I, I can be sitting over in the corner playing on my phone while, while she records and I can be thinking of, you know, uh, uh, you know, topics for this show and, you know, okay. So I, I said, hey, hey, uh, you know, her, her name, uh, <laughs> wh- wh- why don't you shoot this? And she was very excited. She's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do so know her we, name, yes? Yes, I do know okay, her just, name. Just uh, checking. <laughs> like, hey, yes. you, 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 over here, you, you do this. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a year and I, I still don't call her by her name. <laughs> There are people I've known for a year that I can't bring myself to ask their name because, well, I should know it by now. <laughs> uh, I, I used to be really bad with names. Really bad. Um, Define really bad. I think it was the whole, uh, no, like uh, like in college, you know, because uh, everyone had just got Facebook. It was as soon as you met them, you go Facebook friend them. So you didn't even have to learn their name. You, like, you did it right there on the spot. Um, and then you, you never had to remember their name again. Um, so it, it, it took a while and, and now, now I have to, okay, as soon as I meet somebody, I, I have to say their name four or five times, like in a row, you like do that as well, in yeah. conversation, in yeah. a sentence. Um, and I, I do that in my emails too. I don't know if you've ever noticed, like at the beginning of when we first started emailing Nick, um, and even at the beginning of the show, I, I do say Nick, just to remind myself, you are Nick. So in my emails, uh, I have to remind myself every once in a while too. So, yeah, <laughs> in my emails, I always probably for the first four or five emails have a line where it, it's it's blah 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 comma Nick. So yeah, I love that idea comma Nick period. So that that just that that helps me remember people's names. I, I, how did we get on this? Uh Good question. Outsourcing and uh, working, Outsourcing. Working, working with others, really. Right. Which, and my assistant editor doesn't have a name. Yeah, your nameless assistant yes. editor, yeah. Um, yes. Which, right. what's well, our next tip? Uh, well, it, you know, by the way, same problems that I have as well. It's you know being able to free up tasks that you can give to someone else and trust somebody else with them, which is not, it's, it's not as easy as, here, you do this. It's creating a relationship with that person and figuring out how you're going to assign tasks to them and them learning how to do it for you, you know, creating that relationship there and not just, you know, dumping work to someone else. Uh, next tip, uh, staying connected with others. And I, when I wrote that down, I meant it in a sense that uh, um, I, that's a task for me. So when I create my task list for the week, it goes something like this. Okay, so Monday, I'll work on this project. Tuesday, I'll work on that project. Wednesday, I'm meeting with client one, two, three. And somewhere in there, like, Thursday night is okay. I, you know, my friends are having this event. I'm going to that event. So actually assigning myself a task of social time outside of, you know, away from this desk, um, which seems strange, but it's something that I have to do 
to force myself to do it, to create it as part of my schedule so that it's not a, well, if I've got free time, I'll go hang out with so-and-so or I'll go to this party or, you know, I'll go to this, this event that's going on. No, no, no. That's scheduled time so that I can, you know, prepare for that, for that, uh, during the day so that, you know, when it, Come, you know, when it gets to be seven o'clock and I have to walk out the door to go meet with my friends, I don't go, oh man, I haven't done enough work today. I've got to bail on them so I can get this work done. You know, I know I, it's part of my schedule so that I can prepare for that during the days and say like, well, I can, I need to get this done by five so that I can be out the door and go hang out with other people and connect with others, you know, away from Skype and away from, you know, the phone and Facebook and actually connect one-on-one -on -one with people. Uh, so that's something that I've been doing just to, to make sure that I make time. But do you have to do something similar? Actually, I do. You, it's it's a little personal, but I do want to ask you know, because between the two of us, you're married. So do you uh, do you do anything where you have a like a specific night of the week or the month where that's like date night? Like, do you guys have to assign time to do uh, like, to hang out together? No, uh, uh, no, we, we don't. Uh, we, we go on plenty of dates uh, that we do not need to. Is that okay that I ask you, nights. by the way? Huh? <laughs> Is that okay that I ask you? Oh, yeah, that's, that's plenty fine. Um, okay. No, uh, thankfully, we, we have very similar schedules. And, uh, you know, all of my friends and all of her friends, they were pretty much all friends. And so we're all in the same groups and uh you know if she goes and hangs out with the girls that means you know the the guys are all sitting over there too so i can go hang out with them and it, it works cool does, does I, that does that answer it I, I don't know uh no we don't have to schedule dates because um because we don't have to that's actually really awesome to hear that because i know it's it's pretty common of the people that i know uh, i know a lot of couples that have to not have to but they do set a day of the week that is their night this is our time so work is not going to take over that time this is time where we are going to go out stay in uh go catch a movie or you know, whatever but that's time that is not that's sacred time <laughs> yeah uh i mean i will say that um um beside minus us recording late at night um pretty much after seven uh, I, I pretty much stop working, like maybe I'll jump on Twitter and interact and stuff like that. If you consider that work, I don't, that's fun to me. Um, but I mean, after seven, it, it's no more work and, and that's just uh, family time. So me and Fong and the dog, um, it's just us. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, okay. And, uh, next to last point, almost through, uh, always having fun with what you're doing. And I wrote that down because if you're not having fun with the work that you're doing, then there's something wrong and that needs to be addressed. Uh, there are many tasks that I have to do, you know, day to day. And not all of them are necessarily fun, but they all should be satisfying in some way. And if they're not, uh, I've heard the, the advice has been given me that if there's something that you straight up do not enjoy, then you need to figure out what, you know, why that is, or figure out how to get it done uh, without, you know, by giving it to someone else. So uh, there's no point in trying to, in spending time, you know, with your day doing something that you, that saps away at you, that is not satisfying, uh, that uh, brings you no, you know, happiness by it getting done. Uh, it still needs to get done, but assign it to someone else. Uh, so I, I try to reduce the number of things that uh, the number of things that I have to do per day that I straight up don't want to do. I don't want to spend my time doing that. I recognize that it needs to get done, so I will find some way to get it done. I will assign it to someone else, uh, you know, so that I can spend time doing something that is satisfying and actually, you know, uh, makes me happy to get it done. Yeah, I forget where I heard it. I'm gonna butcher it. You know the phrase, um, but essentially, I remember hearing. Uh, Either don't do it or do it and be happy. Those are your only two choices to to lead a, a happy a happy life. Um, is either don't do it or do it and be happy. So uh, you know, at night, um, 
uh, I'm gonna I have, a, I have a sink full of dishes and I can either not do it and wait till the morning or wait till the next day which you know isn't always the best thing or I can put on a podcast and be happy and do the dishes because if I do the dishes unhappy then it's just gonna build up over time and I'm gonna get mad at you know my wife or the dog over something stupid um so I have to decide don't do it or do it and be happy hmm. um recently and when I say recently I'll, I'll say like in this in the last year this happened uh where I was part of a project that uh, uh was a short film had to do had to edit you know uh, five or six different scenes and there was one that was given to me in in general i enjoyed the project but there was one scene in particular that the way they shot it i'll just say made it problematic to edit um and it was not fun and i attempted for a few days to sit down and get through it and i was stubborn and uh you know the amount of time that i had allotted to it that i said that i told the client this is how long it'll take i ended up going over because i was determined to get it done myself uh when Looking back on it, the lesson that I learned was, you know what, I wasn't enjoying, I, I remember every time I sat down, I would just start hating right away the work that I was doing. I did not enjoy doing that scene at all. Uh, I didn't like how it was shot. I didn't like what the director wanted me to do with it or, you know, what, for whatever reason, I was in strip not enjoying it, which also meant that I would make any excuse to not sit down right away and do it. Or, you know, after about 15 minutes, oh, break time, I'm going to go up and get a drink. Um, which means that the job doesn't get done. So ultimately, the work suffers, and you're not happy, the client's not happy, so uh, it ended up okay. You know, still talking to the client, you know, today, uh, everything's all good. But looking back on it, if I had to do that again, I would have I asked uh, one of my other editing friends, like, listen, I've got this scene, I'd rather pay you to do it, or at least get it started. So, you know, can you assemble this scene for me? Then I'll take it from you, and then I can take it the rest of the way. I'd be more than happy with that, but, uh, and, you know, in the meantime, I can do something else. Uh, and that's the way I should have done it, looking back on it. And that's the way I'll do it in the future. If I reach a part of the job that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not like taking work that, you know, being irresponsible and taking work that you should be doing and giving it to someone else. It's recognizing that this is something that I, you know, I don't want to be doing. I'd rather get someone else to do so that ultimately... The job's better, uh, better done. So that's something that I need to look for, uh, need to keep an eye out for in the future for future projects. Cool. And last point, um, and I know that we kind of, we've kind of talked this one to death, so I'm getting ready to move on. But uh, last but not least, for managing relationships and personal time, saying no to the jobs that are not a right fit for me and will end up being personal, will be taxing on my personal time and my emotional mental balance. And so what I meant by that when I wrote it down was, you know, again, with being an entrepreneur, being a freelancer, sometimes you, you know, you have this mentality that if a job comes to you, no matter what this, you know, uh, what the deadline or the budget is, or, uh, you know, if, if it's a last minute job that absolutely has to be done tomorrow, um, you know, you can't say no. You shouldn't say no. You should take everything that gets set your way. Uh, and with that, you you ultimately get to you know, take on jobs that are going to be really taxing for you, are going to take away, you know, uh, that uh, are not going to be fun for you ultimately. So there are some jobs that uh, to better yourself, you need to be able to say no to and say, I'm better off not saying, not committing to this job. Um Again, this is it, this this comes up so many times in the last uh, you know in the last year. I could pull from many different examples, but uh, I've gotten a lot better with being comfortable with saying no, with recognizing what jobs are good for me and which jobs are not going to be good for me. And uh, it's as I've learned that, as I've started to say no, it's been ultimately uh, rewarding for me because my time is freed up, um, and you know I have to recognize that. Uh, you know, it's not, uh, you, you have to see it be see it as not as saying no and then, you know, not having, you know, okay, I have nothing to work on. If I say no to this, I have nothing to work on, so I might as well fill that time with work. No, your time is more valuable than that. So valuing your time so that you can say no and, sp and spend that towards something else on redesigning your website 
or you know, marketing your business, networking with somebody, meeting with a past client, and some good will come from that. So that point should segue into our next segment uh, where Josh, you've got a story to share, but about knowing when to say no to a client and uh, a personal story, personal case study of how you've done that. So why don't you go for that? Yeah, well, uh, first, just to, to piggyback off of what you just said and, and to feed into my story, um, there are a lot of ways to determine whether or not to say yes or no to a job, but I, I really feel like you can boil it down to answering these two questions. And uh, the first one I would say is, are you hungry or are you saving up for something big, like you know a big trip, like uh, I'm planning to go to France uh, in a few months, so I need all the work I can get. So if I'm saving up for something big or you know I have to you know put food on the table, I'm going to say yes more times than not to most jobs. Um, but if, if the answer is no to that question, um, it's really how do you feel about taking the project on? Like, like what's your gut feeling? Um, and you can usually tell a lot whether or not you should take on a project based on your gut. So if you feel good about this project based on a gut feeling, go for it. And if you don't, say no. And um, a, a quick story, uh, we've gone kind of long, so I'll try and be pretty brief, um, I, is about... Um, I, I take, a, a, take, take the time, by the way. Like, I, I, yeah. I've kept an eye on the clock, but let's, let's give yourself the yeah. necessary time. Um, so quick story about a time that I said no. Um, I, was, I, I was still in college. I was, uh, it was summer after my sophomore year. Um, and I hadn't worked in the field or anything yet. I had taken like one or two classes in the the media arts and design major, you know, the the, the video post production major um, that that I had. And um, you know, I, I had heard, you know, if I get an internship my sophomore summer, that that's like golden for a resume for after college. And so I really wanted one. So. Uh, I had an interview at this this local post house, um, and it, for an internship position, it was completely unpaid. And when I say local, uh, it was actually pretty far away, but it was still in the area, and it was like uh, in the city. And uh, my pickup truck had no air conditioning. I had never worked in an office. Um, so uh, just just like on the onset, like it didn't look good if I was to take this job. <laughs> so I, I went in for this interview. Um, it sounded like it, it sounded good. And, and again, I knew nothing about the industry. So, you know, I was told that summer, you know, I'd be, you know, like uh, like logging tapes and, you know, digitizing and, you know, all, all the uh, intern things from back in what was that, 2007 <laughs> or 2006? Oh, the fun uh, days. <laughs> yeah, and I'd never been on an interview, a real interview like that before. And so I was all excited. You know, I thought I got the job. And then they told me no. A few days later, I got a call. They told me no. And I was, I was pretty de dejected about the whole thing. And I was like, oh, you know, I suck. You know, no one's ever going to hire me. I'll never get a job after college, blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, I, so I decided I, I took on a job with my dad. My dad, um, he works in in building and contracting and carpentry. And so he, he was demoing a nail salon to build something else. So I said, all right, I'll do it. And got my friend a job also doing it. And then a couple days later, I got a call from the post house and they said hey you know our candidate that we asked for the position you know they declined so the position's open and we'd like to give it to you <laughs> and I was like Awkward. oh <laughs> I was like well you know I have this great summer lined up hanging out with my dad and my best friend so wait, wait a second sorry can I can interrupt for a second so Sure. So before they had got, they had secured an answer from their their ideal candidate. They told you no. 
Yeah, they told me no. Why would they? That sounds silly. I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, I I can get back to them in a in a. Okay. I I'm gonna get sidetracked for a moment. Okay. So sorry. The, this 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 post house. Um, I do kind of know them through other people. Let, let's leave it at that. Okay. Um, okay. And and I do not like how they do a lot of their business. So hmm. and 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 in hindsight, I am really glad I said no to this. So anyway, back to the story. Um, so I have this great, you know, summer plan, hanging out with my best friend and my dad, and I have a girlfriend who's now my wife, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to take this job, even though everything on paper, you know, it, it's going to look good on my resume, and I'm going to make all these connections. No. I, I told him, you know, no thank you. And I probably burn a bridge doing that, because it's one of the big, bigger post houses in the area. And... Mm. uh I had one of the best summers of my life. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I never had that opportunity again to, to hang out as much with my dad and, and my best friend. Uh, well, I mean, we, we went to school together, so did get to hang out with him some more. Uh, but, but nothing like that. And, and I got to spend a, a ton of time with my girlfriend, and now we're married. So I think, uh, yes, I'm living happily ever after after saying no to an internship that looked golden. You, know, I, you reminded me of something that I'm actually reading about really recently, or you, you touched on it for a second there. Uh, chiefly, specifically when you first were uh, turned down, your attitude, your response, you know, to yourself afterwards was, "Oh, I'm that was it. Like I've I've said no, uh, or I, you know, they said no to me. I'm not going to get work again." Uh, you know, thinking that was it. That was you know, an opportunity lost. It just devastates you. And then, again, when you said no to them, that you know, again, that feeling of, oh, you know, I burnt a bridge. It's all over. That's it. Um, that is something that I think every entrepreneur, every, every, you know, period, everybody needs to learn at some point in their life. It goes along with valuing their, their, their time and uh, what they prioritize, but learning a, a, an attitude of abundance over scarcity. That's there's a, a book I'm reading it that, that many entrepreneurs around town have been telling me to, to read the seven habits of highly effective people. Yeah, I, I've heard of it. Haven't read it. Uh, I'm on board with most of it. I'm, I'm taking it. It's an audiobook Actually, that's what I do. I, I need to listen. So that's that's how I get most of my reading done is through my ears. Um, and I'm, I'm taking a few things, a few nuggets here and there. I'll probably have to re listen to it later on. But one of the things that it mentions a lot of the time is having an attitude of abundance you know by realizing that okay the job that you didn't get it's not the end of the world it's one of literally thousands if you know upon thousands upon thousands out there um uh, you know there was a, a, someone i had a work relationship with a number of years ago and eventually that just stopped uh you know we kind of went you know in two different directions but uh, there was, you know, one day where uh, I realized that uh, that person was not calling me on, uh, calling on me anymore because they had someone else that they go to. That's more convenient for them to to hire. And my attitude was, oh my god, like I've lost, you know, it's not that you know work has slowed down. I'm not working that for for that person anymore. That's an opportunity lost. What am I gonna do? And eventually, I just had to realize that, you know, that's one person, that's one one opportunity, one job opportunity, in. Even just in this country alone that I'm in, there's so many out there for everyone uh, that uh, you know you have to abandon this idea that you know jobs are so scarce that you need to take everything that comes at you. And if you miss one, if you say no, or if you don't get it, then that's it. You've lost so much. Right. So. Uh, th th there's no. Uh, if you don't get a job, you don't get blacklisted. You know, there, there's nothing <laughs> like that out there. I, to my uh, yeah. I like how people are afraid of that. Like, do you still have a fear, like, oh, uh, again, how to say no to someone without burning the bridge? Because if you burn the bridge, then, oh, that person's going to tell everybody, you know, they, people don't say this anymore, but you're worried about people who, who might say, you'll never work in this town again. You know? uh, no, I... I I, I don't think I'm worried about that anymore. I, I think I'm I'm okay saying no now. I am too. And it's honestly, 
a lot of good comes from that. And again, in the last year, uh, there was a job that came up where I said no to it. Somebody wanted me to do something that uh, was under budget. That they said we have we've got a very low budget. It needs to be done in two days. Not enough time to do it. Uh, it was going to be incredibly stressful for me to do. I took maybe about thirty minutes to think about it. I thought, ah, oh, you know, I I would like to work with this person. I've heard of them. I don't want to say no and burn that bridge. Ultimately, it's going to be a crap job though, and. Even worse, if I do say yes to it, if I let them down, I'm definitely not going to get hired by them. So that's definitely a way to burn that bridge. So I told them, sorry, I'm you know I'm a little bit busy this week. I can't commit to that, but keep me in mind in the future. And the surprising thing was the next day he came along and said, uh, oh, okay, it's, that's okay. They didn't have time for that. I totally respect that. By the way, we've got this other job, way better paying, much better deadline, and uh, but, but they said, oh, I don't think it's something you'd be interested in because it's a you know, a more commercial project. And when he told it to me, when he said, this is what it's about, I thought, yeah, absolutely. I'm down for that. Yeah, I can start that next week, get it done for you, lickety split. And uh, yeah, that was how saying no, ultimately that led to a better opportunity. So Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's, you know, knowing when to say no, value your time and not being afraid that uh, by saying no, you're letting someone down, you know, killing an opportunity for you because really you're not. Uh, knowing when to say no is probably one of the one of the better things that you can learn about uh, you yourself and your work. So, yep. <laughs> cool. Hey, uh, just to recap, what were your five points again for everybody earlier? Right. Well, yeah, five points for helping to manage relationships and personal time. One was setting boundaries between work and personal life. Two was managing your time by outsourcing jobs that you don't need to do yourself. Three. Staying connected with others, so actually scheduling time for yourself to take a break or to reconnect with friends or just to get out. Now, the other day, I went to see a movie by myself. I told myself, I'm going to go see a movie. I, you know, I don't let myself go see movies nowadays, and uh, I'm going to have a blast doing it. And that's what I did. That was a scheduled part of my day. Uh, it was The Babadook, by the way. What was it? The Babadook. You ever no. heard of that? Oh, no. Good horror movie, man. Good horror movie. It's an okay. Australian horror movie, um, which I'll say I've heard a lot of things about. Like, it's the, it's the scariest movie that you'll see this year. Okay, I went to see it. It's not the scariest movie I've ever seen. Uh, that did kind of get overhyped for me, but it was a very effective movie. Well, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Oh, God. Oh, I was really freaked out. I'm not afraid of it anymore, but when I went to go see the Blair Witch Project in theaters, I was freaked out for like a, a week afterwards. So um, I've never seen Blair Witch, and it was shot near where I live. Really? Yeah, it was. Well, it, it was shot in Maryland. I, I live in Virginia, so I mean, we're neighbors. Yeah. Um, but I, I have never seen Blair Witch Project. <laughs> I yeah, I, and I get made fun of a little bit because you know a lot of people you know didn't get freaked out about it. I'm a sucker for the found footage style of filmmaking when it's done right. So I went to see it with my dad. My dad thought it was the worst movie he'd ever seen in his life. And I was totally afraid of the woods and, you know, yeah, freaked out for like a week afterwards. But uh, The Babadook, good movie, very effective filmmaking, awesome acting, great storytelling. Uh, definitely recommend it. All right. Uh, Anyways, that's what I scheduled for my last week for social time, for, for me time. Uh, fourth point was always having fun with what you're doing. If you're not having fun, or that, actually, you put it a lot better. What was it? Have fun with it or don't do it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and saying no to the jobs that are not a right fit for you. Knowing when to say no. Uh, and when, you know, recognizing that by saying no, you're doing something good for yourself. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and when you say no, you're not always burning a bridge, and you can take a lesson from Nick, is when you do say no, sometimes you get a better job out of it. Yeah, I don't want to set it up like, you know, <laughs> every time you get a crap offer for a job now, say no, and they'll come back with a better one. No, no, no I'm not saying that. Even if, uh, if, even if I say no now, in my mind, I, that's like, well, I could be spending time and effort and emotional energy on this job that ultimately you know, is going to be really taxing and I might do a good job of it, but out of it, but it'll, it'll take a toll on me or I can assign that time to other things. 
like this podcast. And so, it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it is it is nice to be able to say no, but uh, I, I think I, I summed it up into two questions. Uh, if you're hungry, uh, I say take the job. Uh, if you're not hungry, ask yourself, how do you feel about it? And if you feel good, take the job. If you don't feel good about it, don't take it. I think it, it's it's pretty simple. And to go even further, it, is it a job that you even need to do yourself? So if you feel like uh, you'd have a tough time fitting some, fitting another job into your already hectic schedule, uh, I have yet to do this because I often feel like I, I wear many hats and I need to I need to shoot it, I need to edit it, and I, I enjoy every aspect of it, but uh, I also uh, I also keep it, you know, as an option in my head that uh, if a job comes along and I don't have time for it, and I don't want to say no, then we'll step back and take a producer's role and say, okay, yes, I will oversee this being done, but I'll assign the tasks to everybody else. You know, I'll get this person to shoot it, that person to edit it, you'll deal with the client, you'll be the, you know, the medium you know, between... Uh, everybody else you hire and the client and you'll get the job delivered and done but you'll just kind of oversee everything cool so yeah that wraps up uh, our fifth episode Dude, uh, that, that, i think that was a good episode i think that was that was a meaty episode yeah, yeah. was that is that episode five or six that uh, five? oh i can't remember actually i think this is six is it six six yeah we, we gotta get these out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool well thank you guys once again uh for tuning in and listening to the command edit podcast we really appreciate it and reminder this is not a one-way street we want to hear from you guys as well you can find us on twitter at command edit uh or write in what you uh, what you thought of this episode at command edit podcast at gmail.com uh, we would really appreciate it if uh, you would let us know what you thought of this episode and what other things you'd like to hear in future episodes as well. Uh, me personally, I'd, I'd like to know uh, what steps you guys uh, take to balance out your work and personal lives, how you uh, manage to uh, make time, adequate time for both. Um, and also uh, as well, have you ever had to say no to a job and what came of it? So. That is how you can get in touch with us and let us know what's going on with you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to us on iTunes. That way you get episodes as soon as they're hot and fresh, ready and delivered to your iPhone or computer or listening device of choice. Yes, uh, and, and that way we can see uh, how many people are, are downloading it and listening. Oh, yeah, yeah, we get something out of that, too, as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you later. See you. Music, 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 music. Music. <laughs>